1: Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rick Shields. and right over here, we have Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jane?
2: I'm confused. Oh. I swear, I went to sleep one night, and I woke up the next day, and I was in an alternate reality or universe, or I skipped dimensions a few dimension. It's just insane the stuff that I'm seeing out there now. All of the above is entirely
1: possible. But... But,
2: but Wow!
1: It is a little crazy.
2: Is it not? Like, I mean, people have just proven us right. (laughs) I love that. See, you say humans are awesome for long enough, all of a sudden... Yeah, they are. They are. Those were
1: forgetful. Awesome, but awesome. And the animals? What are the animals? The animals
2: have always been awesome, but it's the humans that are actually noticing their awesomeness and are sharing it with others.
1: Ah yes
2: is how i'm viewing that i think animals have always been awesome it's our perception of them that is shifted. well and, and so they, now we get to see
1: they've been willing to play along with our game too you know what oh, was it, you, you oh, used yeah. to I mean, the cat and the squirrel would play but if they if they noticed a human was if, watching they'd start to fight
2: yeah yeah it was the weirdest phenomenon that and it was something that you know we used to watch from the kitchen window. And then if you popped your head up so that they could see you, or made sure that they saw you, then they'd stop and they they'd pretend yep. to fight. And then if you hid yourself again until they didn't see you, then they'd go back to playing.
1: Yeah, cat and the squirrel. So it
2: became a game yeah. to to play a cat and mouse with the cat and the squirrel because you know that's what you were doing really. It was popping your head up. It was kind of like peekaboo with babies, except yeah. for the a cat, the squirrel. Yeah, it was weird. But um, apparently it's not so weird. So I mean, now, these days.
1: Oh, cats playing with owls and
2: birds. Dogs playing with birds.
1: Eating dogs. And the bird didn't even, like, Pigeons. have one of whatever for himself. Just, you know. And
2: Pigeons for cats.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, monkeys. Monkeys? Grooming, yeah, monkeys and monkeys and cats. There was another. It was a picture that just oh. came today on my wall.
2: I'm
1: just big really, monkey sitting there, one. like cuddling this cat and like grooming, scratching, scratching the cat's belly, and the cat's just looking totally concerned. I mean, just blah, you know, relaxed. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it is pretty awesome. But you know, jumping timelines or alternate universes, alternate timelines, dimensions, I don't know. It's
2: called it alternate reality? Words. It really yeah. is.
1: Parallel, I mean, parallel timelines, something like that.
2: And that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally down with that. That's, you know, fun, but um, it's, it's fascinating to bear witness to. It really is. I'm just like, wow.
1: Oh, it's tremendous fun. You know? I saw that one of the cat and the owl and, I mean, the cat's like Going in a circle around the owl, rubbing on it like the wood on a person's leg, and the owls, if, if anything, just sort of annoyed, like, "Cat, you're big. You're going to knock me over." And it's just funny. It's it's like, don't, didn't anybody tell them that they're supposed to be like mortal enemies? Oh, that's right. Nobody oh. told them.
2: <clears throat> but they're they they don't look like mortal enemies to me. They look uh, like they're getting along just fine. Oh yeah. They that's do. crazy. And you know what? And now we've got public service announcement about cancers <clears throat> that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen, which means that those silly, wonky human beings are ditching the fear. And they're not using fear to sell <gasps> information anymore. And I love that. I, that's uh, so awesome to me. That, oh, know, it is. And uh, that's but and the, the, the ship biggest does
3: that, sales It starts. It,
1: Those are really kind of subtle. Everybody's like, you know, well, why isn't there – why didn't all the nuclear weapons just go poof and disappear or whatever? But this is how everything starts is around the peripheries and subtly and, you know.
2: Oh, come on now. Okay, so we wake up tomorrow and everything honky-dory and light and bunnies and rainbows and blah, 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 blah. And we will have nothing to compare it to and nothing yeah. to celebrate because we won't realize that we had all this other stuff. That and there's something over- to that
1: because I, I show these videos, and, 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 and I've shown them to a couple of people that have been, well, yeah. And, like, everybody knows that. They've always done that. And I'm just like, I look at them like, okay, you're in the alternate universe, too. What? What? what who are you? <laughs> what have you done with my friend?
2: Okay, where
1: did
2: you come from? I don't know. <laughs> yes. We- I, I don't know. I just okay. It's it's, it's, it's just fun.
1: <laughs> it's a, it's a lot of fun, and um, you know, uh, so many different channels, and you know, our friend Daryl, who's we've had with us, that channels Bashar. You know, they they tell you about all the rough stuff that's coming or the tough stuff or the choice points or the things, but you know, it seems like to me that they almost kind of left out just how many laughs you were going to get watching. Everything else change around you. It's funny. Indeed. Well, do you
2: Indeed, think she passed? I think so. I think she'd probably have a lot to say about this topic, actually.
3: Probably yeah, she's so. probably
2: sitting there bouncing up and down going, how long do I have to bite my tongue for?
1: We, we do do that when we're with our patient's test. and But this is not bad. This is 7 minutes. 7.07, it says here.
2: Yeah, not bad.
1: On the satellite uh Atomic coordinated hoo ha that is on the wall over there. Somebody has to have the control room in the right time. Even Steve Rother does that, and as soon as he starts to channel, the timekeeper or the keeper of time takes his watch off and throws it on the floor, surprised it hadn't broken yet. But we do have with us. Probably would be a good idea, you know, if you like, if you knew George was going to take your watch off and throw it on the ground. Uh, You know, of course, I've solved that problem. I just quit wearing a watch. Yeah, indeed. But we have with us tonight a young lady that uh, is an artist and an author and also is a fan, I understand, of Bashar and has met our friend Daryl, uh, Bridget Nielsen. Bridget, how are you?
2: Good. How are you
4: guys? Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic.
1: Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, we appreciate you taking your time out of your day to join us.
4: Of course. So I like your Thank dialogue you. going on.
2: Thank you. Well, it's been rather fascinating, don't you think? I mean, I've been I've been completely fascinated and mesmerized <laughs> for the last month. I've just been watching stuff and going, "Wow!" Like, oh yeah, you weren't with us on our last show, but I'm going to mention it again because it was so mind-blowing for me to be sitting in front of my TV and to watch commercial from the Saskatchewan College of Pharmacists that was an anti-antibiotic commercial. The whole commercial was geared towards teaching people that not all illnesses and diseases need medications and that they should really, you know, use their personal discernment with regards to that and not expect to get drugs to solve all their health issues that's beautiful isn't that awesome I, it blew that's my mind very cool. I was like what am I really seeing this on <laughs> TV and yeah. then when I saw who had done the commercial I almost I just started laughing I'm like that's the college of pharmacists don't they sell drugs like isn't that isn't, their job <laughs> isn't
1: that their how they make a living and, and so don't they have a lot to lose from that oh wow <laughs> And just today, was it today? I think it was today. Where's the date on this silly thing? February 25th. Okay, it was yesterday. Uh, In the New York Times, you know, a renowned progressive publication, dozens, okay, this is not a report about a dude, dozens of prominent Republicans, including advisors to former President George W. Bush, uh, have signed a legal brief arguing that gay people have a constitutional right to marry.
4: Wow, that's amazing. Right? I mean, that's amazing. So, so what do you guys? I, I mean, I test all of this too. Are you going? Okay, send December 21st, things we are seeing the reflections of change. Is that is that what you guys are feeling, or?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, our 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 argument all along is that, is that um, human evolution is a progressive thing. So, you know, once you hit that apex and you start going down the other hill, then it starts to speed up exponentially. So we're going to be right. seeing it a lot more prominent in the media. But um, for those who have been doing this kind of work for years, and many of our guests have been doing it for 15, 20 years, this is like the most entertainment we've had in a lifetime, I think, because... We're watching all this from the ground up, sort of going, wow, you know, have they even noticed that this is happening to their society and their world? <laughs> because It's like nobody's even noticed this is different. Than well, what I mean, was- the thing is, is that it's so
4: cool about it, speaking of Bashar, is, I mean, he says, you know, that we actually shift to a different world that literally those people weren't on. So we are on a different world. Entirely that didn't have those same beliefs. That are like, oh, of course we're not going to take antibiotics if we don't need to.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's why there's so many people that I've run into that are just sort of like, well, yeah, it's always been like that. Because over here it always has been like that. But yeah,
4: and it's their new versions, right?
1: Right, right. It's the ones of them that that match. But it was it was almost like coming up to this pinch point or. Uh, splitting prism that that before everything sort of branched out into the rainbow that boy it was just really like everything was all in the same place of course everything's here and everything's now because that's all we got but but like so many different vibratory earths were like swish all in a big mix master and then now it's kind of opening up there's a little elbow room in here again
4: I've I've definitely been feeling that too where before it was was, well you can choose this, what about this, what about this, what about this and there's so many infinite possibilities of options and timelines and um, possibilities to go towards and after December 21st it's very clear like I'm on a certain path and it's I don't have a lot of other things enticing me or other I'm not aware of a lot of other vibrations it's more so just my clear vibration
2: and, and, you know, pretty fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Rick used to, use used to describe it. And when I wrote my second book, on the, they <laughs> described it pretty much the same as it was, um, he, he describes it as ships leaving a dock. And for yeah. a little while, you know, you're going to be able to, to get from one ship to the other, but, Pretty soon they're going to be far enough away from each other that so you know make sure you're on the right ship when that time comes and that's kind of how it feels it's like okay there's no more jumping from ship to ship now we've kind well, of decided which ship we're going to take the journey on and
1: there, um, I still can and get, here we go. And get a bad day going if I really work at it but all <laughs> oh, I have yeah. but all but, I have to do is like but, take a deep breath and giggle for a second and it poof it just goes. And, um, And but yeah, that's actually, that's actually a Bashar. I think you were telling trains or the the person you heard had said trains or something, had said something. And and I said, yeah, Bashar's got this deal about uh, a space dock with spaceships leaving the space dock. And as you get farther and farther apart, you get out of the transporter range.
4: (laughs) Yeah. And and I think – and they talk about 2015 being the end of this threshold crossing from 2010 to 2015. Right. Um, so, yeah, less likely you're going to be able to jump as as, as far, as well as um, Ides of March coming up, which is super powerful, another gateway time to jump through into um, an accelerated reality, which is exciting. Absolutely. Are you guys familiar? Are you guys
2: familiar with Eyes in March? No, totally not. But before we get to it, because I want to know what's going on with Eyes of March, because my daughter's birthday's in March. She's a March baby, um, so I'm all ears about that. Um, and I love gateways because <laughs> they're fun. We need to ask you the most important legendary question tonight, and then
1: traditional question.
2: Yeah, please. Yeah, but I I need to change it tonight for you, especially uh, for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who in this reality are you in? What do you do?
4: What do I do in this reality?
2: Yeah. Who are you in? And what who? do you
4: do? Ooh. Um, I am in this reality. Um specifically, I mean, obviously I'm an artist and I I'm a creator and that comes through in everything, you know, all the physical things that you see. Um, the art, the writing. Um, to different things like that, but I mean, really, I guess that's just those are just symbolic reflections of really being. I'm just the creator of my reality, and I mean that's my path. I'm that's everyone's path, but I'm making it more obvious, I guess, through the forms of art that I choose. That's awesome. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, I so. Like that. I'm a creator and I think I realize that more and more every day is, is instant manifestation is, you know, I'm very much more aware of it and I'm going, I don't think that I really need to paint a painting. I think that I can just, you know, change my vibration and all of a sudden the whole world will change. I mean, now that's pretty interesting to shift to different worlds, you know, the the idea of just law of attraction to, you know, buy buy a new shirt isn't as profound when
2: we can jump really far nowadays. Yeah. I absolutely agree. It's much... It's, as wow. Bashar
1: it would just, say we're letting ourselves notice we're making the change between... We've been shifting yes. all this while, but yes. we're letting letting the change between be bigger we're so aware. that we can see it.
3: Yes. Yeah. It's so cool.
1: Like it's prominent so Republicans in, in favor of gay marriage.
3: What? <laughs> what?
1: What? Just six months ago. There's no way. There there ain't no way. We used to talk about, you know, 50 years ago, people didn't talk like that. No, they didn't talk like that five weeks
2: ago. It's completely irrational and illogical to hate somebody because of who they sleep with. Especially if who they're sleeping with is not your husband or your wife. It shouldn't matter. I'm sorry. I just don't get it. It's like, okay, you know, I... I just I can't. We've
1: been saying that for rap. years, that. but 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 really? President Bush's former advisor, prominent Republican and Republican governors and things, yeah. What? Where? What? It
2: makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, in this reality anyway. It, yes, it does. Wow, that's very cool. So. That is very cool. So much fun. So much fun to watch. I'm so enjoying this <laughs> this new game. Um, yes. What is the Ides of March? Cause I want to know
4: the eyes of March. Um, and this is via Bashar and some other material that I got my hands on. That, that was like in a vault, you know, um, that I, that I stumbled upon. And it's, um, the idea is passing through the eye of the needle. So it's like the eyes of March and it's from two that. It's from about March 12th to March 18th. So a few days before and after that March 15th date. And, um, The idea is it's like passing through the eye of the needle, and so only your natural self can go through. And so any other baggage, any other beliefs, any other stuff that you're carrying literally can't fit through that hole. And so now now's the time, yet again, I mean, always to just release all those things that aren't us and so that we can slip through this extra little portal of uh, acceleration that, it's like a mini December 21st in a way to help accelerate. It's like 11/11, 11, 11, that type of energy. So um, it's going to be a pretty powerful time.
2: Well, that's a cool 16th birthday for my daughter. Happy 16th birthday, so. honey. Is that you, is you only get to see yourself March now? She her <laughs> birthday. She's she's turning 16 on March 16th, actually. Wow. Which one? That's yeah. Beautiful. She's turning sixteen on March sixteenth.
1: Sixteenth, okay. Well you cut out just a second there. I couldn't tell if you said fifteen or sixteen, but yeah, that's right in the smack in the middle there.
2: And she's turning sixteen on the sixteenth. How fun is that? Totally cool. Very cool. Yeah. In the middle of yeah, it's March, which is awesome. Yes, beautiful.
1: You tell her she can drop the disguise and doesn't need it anymore. Just leave it. (laughs)
4: Let go of the Halloween costume. (laughs) Awesome. Yes.
2: Awesome. Happy birthday, you can now be you.
1: Now that's an excellent birthday gift. I would say I think
2: so. But you know what the best thing would be for us to celebrate that the giving of that gift on our actual birthdays, like our days of birth.
1: (laughs) Solar return day.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, like when the day that we are actually, you know, our child is born. All right, congratulations, you're born. Now you can be you for the rest of your life. Yay. <laughs> if we could do that, that'd be, yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no,
4: programming now. necessary. We could just instantly yeah. always be ourselves. No programming. Yes. yes.
1: That's right. Well, yes. and it really is becoming, you know, you just notice it. Oh, really? I thought that. What? And, poof, it just goes. Um, no more processing and clearing. and I mean, clearing, but no more clearing, you know, that labor-type <laughs> stuff. Right. So, gosh, where do we start? Uh, essence painter, uh, author, the secret to finding your passion in your career, Uh would be watch you right because you're following your passion. I can tell.
4: Definitely, you laugh a lot. Yes, I do.
1: People that aren't chasing their passion don't laugh so much.
4: <laughs> no direct correlation. <laughs> so, what exactly
1: is an essence painter?
4: Um, for for me, how I um, interpret it is is that everything obviously has a vibration, um, whether that's. Uh, person or a place and, um, have a certain vibration and certain vibrations hold certain color frequencies. And, um, so I capture that through my art and, um, it's super exciting because it's, I mean, depending on the place or the energy, it might be a really fast stroke. It might be bright colors. It might be deep colors. Um, and so it's, it's really fun to tune in just like you're tuning into a person and, um, and intuiting what you're feeling and actually then capturing what that is and then putting it into a physical, visual interpretation. So um, that's what I create with the essence painting.
1: Almost like energy painting or –
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's painting the essence, like the the true vibration of whatever – whatever it is. And usually the soul vibration. So I eliminate like whatever ego. So it's like the higher self of whatever that vibration is. Um, Such as I just got back from Hawaii. I went to a cetacean um, dolphin whale workshop where we swam with the dolphins and connected with our Syrian alien species.
1: Oh, it was with uh, April.
4: Yes. And it was incredible and so just being in that different completely immersed um ocean serious other dimensional worldly energy um i like putting myself in these kind of uh different situations so that i can feel this new energy and then capture it so i've been painting and um getting gaining that inspiration from being in those places and in those energy fields It's been it's very fun.
2: cool. You have some beautiful art. Thank you. Oh, beautiful, actually. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm listening to you. I am, but I'm also looking at your website because it's my job to be the um, listener who has no idea who you are or what you do. So I can uh-huh. ask all the virgin questions. So um, I guess my first virgin question is because I'll, I'll presume that our listeners don't have a clue what a Syrian is. I, explain the connection between swimming with dolphins and, and your brief skim over the topic of Syrians. If if you will, um, please for yeah, our listeners course. who have no idea what's going on.
4: <laughs> of course. Um, I have a lot of uh, star connections. That's one of the themes of my incarnation is bridging. Since my name is Bridget, connecting the worlds of earth and then these other dimensions. And, um, And so we incarnate um, not only in, you know, past lives, as people say, but parallel, you know, simultaneous parallel incarnations on Earth, you know, as a sailor in the 1600s and, you know, whatever we incarnate as on Earth, but we also incarnate on different planets. And and so we can incarnate in, say, Sirius, the star system Sirius, which is a very high dimensional um, frequency they are non-physical at this point. Um, But the serious energy and these serious beings can actually incarnate on Earth in the body form of dolphins and whales. And so um, it has that same frequency because they're in the water, which is very much so the serious energy. So them incarnating into the dolphins and the whales is very similar energy than they're used to that they're used to on their planet. And um, in the serious energy in the oceans, the dolphins are the individual souls and the whales are the over souls. So they they encompass and embody a lot of individual souls that they're kind of like the keeper of a bunch of different um, energies. Like more more souls are just the, the umbrella version. And, um, so swimming with them and being with, um, the, they're called the cetaceans and these dolphins and whales actually connects you with that, um, star system and with that frequency that's more fluid and flowing and, and completely just guided on this higher frequency level. So that does that help
2: explain it a little bit? It's a brilliant explanation, actually. Thank you.
1: That's awesome. Yes. Yeah.
2: It is yes, very very basic, simplistic, and to the point for for new listeners who yeah, might but, not. Yeah,
1: but none you know. of that. Well, dolphins are Syrians because that's not dolphins are dolphins. Not dolphins
2: are like,
4: dolphins. It's
1: not like, but it but Syrian energy, serious energy, frequency stuff, and and I love the, the the immersion in the water because it's in a more intimate means
4: of contact, so to speak. Yeah, and it's and it's amazing. They um, it's like entering a different world, literally, because we're we're land people. So all of a sudden, being in this in the water, your perceptions of just the way that the, la- the light fractures in the water, which kind of you literally can pass through different dimensions um, in, in ways and in perceive different places as well as um the sounds and the sonar and the whale songs that can be easily just transmitted over far distances um so it's it's a whole different uh sensory experience that um increases telepathic uh, abilities and perceiving just deeper levels of yourself so that's that's what I've been in
1: uh, it's great so, fun that's so cool Well, we have our friend Sierra down in Costa Rica that uh Drake Bay Costa Rica that practically lives with the dolphins and wow. uh, uh you know runs dolphin and whale swims there and oh names again um Femini. um uh, mm, yeah and uh, but she has a her her place is down in Drake Bay Costa Rica and and uh um uh, just listening to her. In, in fact, if you talk to her, like, right after she's gotten back from being out swimming with the dolphins, it's, like, hard to talk to her. She's not quite, you know. And uh, uh, But it's interesting. I always used to th- find it funny that she had uh, such cool music behind when she'd film, show film of underwater with swimming with the dolphins. Of, and I finally found out why. She posted one without music behind it. She sings to them when she's underwater. She talks to them. And um, she didn't, she was embarrassed a little about that. So she used to cover it up with music.
4: <laughs> oh, I felt, I actually did that too. It was just a, a natural auto response. I don't know what came right. over me. I just started singing because that's, that. I mean, communicating through that sound is how, you know, they communicate as, far, as well as like through their hearts. Um, so I, I just started singing through my uh, circle
1: Exactly, that's yeah. exactly the same thing that that she does, and I think it is an, a more natural response. And that that's one of those mm-hmm. things that you know, for a while, th- their parents were good at you know, or someone was always good at informing you as a child of, oh, that's silly, don't do that. Well
2: right. Speaking of, silly. I'm so glad that's- you actually just mention that, Rick, because I just clued in on something that's written down, and it really kind of made my heart go, yay! Because I wrote about it in my second book, and I, I made the argument that Disney and Warner Brothers, yeah, they know what's going on. They've been talking about it for years. and um But here it's worked with both Disney and Warner Brothers to create programs for children, to open to their gifts and release their fears with fun, playful, and imaginative outlets. That's yeah. so cool that... I mean, just because I I say it all the time, I'm like, yeah, okay, it, yes, they're teaching moral lessons, but it goes so much deeper than just morals and ethics. Which with Disney, and I, I've yeah. always believed that watching their stuff, I'm like, there's they're a multi-tiered, multi-level organization, and the messages that they've been bringing through for years and years and years have been about so much more than morals and ethics. It's been about opening your heart and getting back to, you know, this feel, this idea of unity, about knowing your inner power, um, your inner light. And that's been, I mean, the stuff we talk about on the show, Disney's been putting it out there through their work for years. So what was that like, working in that energy? I mean, that must have been just a hoot
4: it was it was so fun and especially because i was a disney fanatic when i was a little kid because it just opened up you know all the magic that i knew was there but i didn't quite see in my world quite yet and um and the thing that i i had experiences i mean okay the kids get it you know they're 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 like seeing a little mermaid and then they start swimming in the pool like a mermaid and connecting um to these kind of magical ideas but the thing where I where I saw the disconnect growing up, which I um, helped integrate into these programs, and was okay. They see a movie. They see these you know heart opening things that happen. Like for instance, Tangled, the one with Rapunzel. Do you know that Disney movie um, with the long hair?
2: Yeah, uh,
4: a recent yeah. one.
2: Um I have. So I, I know I what you're talking that. about. It. I haven't seen it
4: it's it's so sweet and so so i helped with that one and in the movie um it's all about how she has all these different like talents and expressions and she's and she's doing all these different things like candle making and painting and reading books and all these different things and so um one of the, the thing that i created was called tangled talents and so it was to help the kids and more so the parents too it's integrating the concept of the parents getting in on this and going hey kids, let's explore these different things and let's see what you actually like. I'm not going to, you know, maybe impose soccer practice on you because you might not be a soccer player. You might be a dancer or you might be, you know, create sculptures. I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're going to do. So um, the idea was to increase the communication and um, the connection and the exploration of once you see the movie, okay, let's. But how do we translate this magic and this openness and this exploration and discovery into everyday life? And so that was um, a lot of what I helped create, like different activities and different ways of, of um, taking that movie experience and helping moms do something with it. Because, you know, they, sometimes they just put on the movie because they have nothing else to do when um what what's in the movie can then be translated into more creative ideas for them to do with their kids and to bond in a new way. That is so, so it, cool. Yeah, so it, it was really fun at those times doing that. And I still I still jump in on, on different meetings um with different companies doing like kid meals and, and things like that just to bring in uh an extra level of consciousness and, and magic that uh some adult perspectives might, might not be as, you know, open
3: to, so very fun. I love it.
1: Yeah, because if they're not careful, the parents might catch themselves going, yeah, that's really cool that you can, that you can draw, but did you, have you seen this stuff over here? This is fun. And they're making Play-Doh or whatever, you know. Uh, uh, That's often been one of the gifts children bring, I think, is even if it's just for a moment, getting their parents to forget that they're grown up, play a little bit.
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, when a parent gets to sit down and get their hands in it, it gets pretty fun.
2: Okay, my love, have you been doing this, like, all your life? Is this something you, like, grew up knowing was... Because, you know, there's something a little different about you than probably the world that you were exposed to early on. And at some point, there had to be a moment of clarity for you. How did that come about? How did you decide that this was your path and you're going to walk it and love it and embrace it and have fun doing it? That's a good
4: question. Um, it's I've been getting actually more clarity even since December twenty first, and actually um, doing say this even this Dalton workshop, I realized that everything that I enjoy doing now is exactly what I wanted to do as a kid, and it's so interesting that if I I, I talked to my dad about this uh, recently, I said, Dad, what did I ask me what I wanted to do as a kid? And and so he's like Bridget, what would you like? What would you like to do? And I said, well, I would like to paint pictures, and I'd like to plant plants that we can live off of, and um, I'd like to you know bring people together and play in different dimensions, like connect with fairies and and connect with other realms. And so I, I said all these things, and then I said, Dad asked me what I do now, and he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I paint paintings, I grow food, I connect with other beings in other realms and so I'm actually doing exactly what I wanted to do when I was a kid. And so I've kinda of, I've learned that for most people it's like if you go back to that purity of, of your theme, of what how you wanted to express yourself in that life, that natural state. And that, that's probably gonna translate into what your passion really is. And so for me it it got shut down quite a bit going into the school system. And um, when I say it got shut down, I mean, it was (laughs) pretty much halted and going and living in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, um, which was a very uh, culturally subdued place to experiment and explore different belief systems and uh, energies. So, I mean, I I pretty much turned, turned my light off, you know, for those years and even through college. And then once I got out of college, I think that all of that had just built up to such a degree, plus the energy, you know, going into December 21st, those years before, I think it just all kind of pulled me back so far that I I just snapped forward and was like, no way, I'm going to be this other thing that I've always wanted to be. And it just finally, I just catapulted and went, okay. And I went straight into doing different kind of healing trainings um that I that I worked on for years. I went straight into doing more of the kind of paintings that I loved versus what they taught me to do in school and, you know, connecting with these other realms and playing like I always wanted to as a kid and being completely, you know, supported financially and supported by my reality once I was in this natural state. So I just I think it was just that yo yo that really helped that contrast that pushed me um to this new extreme um to really get me exactly where I started out at. So does that kind of answer your question? Totally. Yeah.
1: We get that all factor thing every once in a while when we get great answers. We're just like,
3: wow. <laughs> Check that out.
4: Yeah. Yeah, well, so uh, I, I'm just happy to be back to myself.
1: Yeah, it's that new thing. Only have to be yourself. Right. Costumes mm-hmm. away. Exactly. Well, we're a little past the half hour mark. Why don't we take a quick break? And then uh, we have so many topics to cover, I think. Do we have things to cover? Oh, we don't have things to of cover. Course. That's right.
2: Well, Uh, I want to know more about discommunicating with other beings from other ones. I want to know about that. Yeah. Because that sounds like that's cool. That's a fun game to play. So we will have uh,
1: I think we should have the Earth Prayer. I would
2: think that would be appropriate.
1: Then we'll launch off into, you know, because you can't launch off into talking to everybody from all over the place until you're okay with where you're at. Yes. And, uh, you know, when you, if you're running away from here, it seems there's no place to go. Yes. But if it's all cool here, there's all kinds of places to go have fun.
4: And they just come straight to you. Yeah. You don't need to go outside of yourself.
1: <laughs> so here is our dear friend, V with her earth prayer. And I'll get her link up in the chat room. It's just E-N-A-V-I-E dot com Uh, because she's doing some awesome stuff with her Earth Prayer Project. Y'all should check it out. We'll be back in about five minutes. Stay with us, folks. Or not. (laughs) There we go. Buttons are slow tonight. Back, everybody. Again, that was our friend Enavie at www.enavie.com. Then we're back again with Bridget Nielsen and having fun. And Gene is here too. I am. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But you're always
2: here. Mostly. Not always.
1: Mostly. Mostly.
2: Mostly, yeah. It's in the job description, as hosts to show up on show night and talk. Yes, well, uh, yeah.
1: Besides, it's fun.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, it is. Um, especially when we get to talk about cool things, which we always get to talk about cool things. But tonight, one of the cool things that we're going to get to talk about is um something that our guest keeps mentioning, and that is this um, communication with these other beings from different realms. And I what's awesome about the reference that Bridget continues to make is that she hasn't um she hasn't said specifically that's only aliens, or that's only angels, or that's only fairies. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, there's a wide variety of different beings and a wide variety of different realms to choose from. Um, so how did you get started doing that? And and how much fun is that really? You must be learning constantly. Like every day must be a new adventure for you.
4: Definitely, definitely. So um, it's. I mean, there's yeah, there's so many beings to connect to, and um, it. I think I de- I developed it early on when. Um, I didn't feel as much of a connection with the people like around me in my life because I wasn't around a lot of people like me growing up um being a non Mormon in Salt Lake City, and so um I think I, I developed this early, the like sensitivity is one to perceive how the person was feeling, just like as a human person in front of me, to know everything that they were thinking it's kind of a defense mechanism when i was young to make sure that like i would be liked and accepted um being kind of the the one different from the flock and so i think that helped adapt my ability to tune in i think it was also natural as well um but it it just it just started coming more and more once i aligned obviously with more of my natural energy and i i hadn't realized um because I, I never differentiated from from these different energies. I was just like, oh, this is just thoughts and inspiration coming into my head. And once I started to explore these different worlds and I'd go into, say, the angelic realm or I'd go you know, into the spirit realm and start speaking with spirits, I could start to distinguish and discern these different frequencies and go, oh, that, that's a different being than that being. And they're not just all in my head because a lot of the time people are obviously getting guidance all the time from different rea- from different realms, you know, from their guides or, you know, from angels or from different people that have passed that are supporting them. But they might just go, oh, that's just a thought that came into my head. So it starts to get fun when you start to distinguish and you go, ooh, I can feel this energy around again. Ooh, this. And um, to also acknowledge the different ways that people perceive the energy. And because I, I thought, well, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not getting information from my passed over great grandmother that she had a gold watch with this, you know, engraving in it that validates that I'm speaking to her. And so I'm like, well, I guess I'm not tuning into. I guess I'm not doing it right. And one of my great teachers, she she said, no, 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 you perceive in different ways. And so you you perceive, you know, with the kinesthetic feeling with your body. You might be clairaudient and hear it, clairvoyant and see it. So there's different ways that everyone has gifts to perceive, and so it's really just kind of tapping into how what what works for you. Um, so for me, it's a, a lot of it is the visual, um, clairvoyance plus the clairaudience, well, and kinesthetic. I just kind of have all these different um, tools that I've developed so that I can sense these different realms.
2: That's just fun.
4: It's
2: just fun. What what
4: fun. you me. what do you connect with? What do you, how do you connect?
2: Oh goodness. Oh, they just say they're they. Them. The um the all. Oh,
1: but you'll have to send her a copy of Going Home to Heaven. Where you I will, inquire with people course. about, you know, have you ever seen a fairy when they get
2: Yeah irritated? I, <laughs> <clears throat> oh my god. They Fairies are so and... You know what? They're they're not but they're not Ah wow, we think of them as these flitty little light dance around the forest beans and they're perfectly flitty and, and joyous and stuff. But don't mess with their their home. Don't threaten their home because they can get right rowdy. Um Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're definitely tricksters. They're they're rowdy. But yeah, no, um, it started for me because I was I was um, I was raised a Christian and then decided that I was gonna you know okay uh, obviously you want me to do something God, so what is it um all right i'll 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 listen i'll I'll do whatever it takes, so the conversation started to me very much that way i mean it was almost like if if you could envision um a young woman writing neil donald walsh's books (laughs) that's how my right that's how my um first first encounters began was there i am speaking to god and my perception of god at the time was this male dominating father type figure but then that didn't ring true for me either my heart was like no 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 wrong um (laughs) can be but not all the time kind of thing and i was like okay okay so um, I never went the traditional way. I I didn't because I I wasn't exposed to um to Bashar or to Abraham Hicks or to any of the traditional um channels or teachings or any of that stuff until I had already written um channeled actually two books. And so <laughs> it was after the writing wow. of my second book
1: you that I was
2: video that Abraham, I was like, oh my God, that's them, that's them. And they they never um they never gave me a name per se, except for when I asked once, um, when they were still a he, I yeah. said, okay, what? And I was still dealing with I was still dealing with Christians very often in the work that I was doing, so I was kind of living this double life. That that's why the the pseudonym, the pen name, so to speak. So, I was. I had two Facebook accounts to it and I was working, you know, I mean, it, it was really, I was living a double life. Um, and so I asked, I asked him, what do I call you? I mean, I, 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 I don't, I can't do this Lord thing that the energy of my Lord just feels so wrong to me in speaking mm-hmm. with that because it's, it's more of a friend than it is a, a, something that I should kneel to and worship. So I was like, I can't use, I can't use my Lord. I can't I don't even like using the word God because I know you're the same thing as, you know, the Muslims and the, the Buddhists and it's all the same freaking energy and the Native Americans and I get that. So God doesn't work either and you know, what do I call you? And mm-hmm. they slash he said George and I was like, What? George? George? And yeah, they was like yeah, George.
1: Me, so what should I use? George. <laughs> George.
2: And, like I can't, I can't call you George. They'll crucify me. And of course, that was, you know, I mean, the the laughter that was, that was coming in my head was uproarious. So that was really funny. But then, no, no, relax. You'll you'll have it figured out by the end of the day. George is the name you should use, and you'll understand. And sure, sure enough, um, a friend called later that day. I mentioned it to her. One of the few that I was, you know, actually talking to on a regular basis about the experiences that I was going through, who who was there with me in understanding. And she said, it makes perfect sense. And I said, why is that? And she said, well, think about your explanation of what that God energy is and your understanding of it. And then think about the name. She's like, Curious George. Curious George wants to know Aww. everything. And I was like, oh, my God.
3: Know- you are- I
2: love that. <laughs> Wow. So, and it, it's been George since. Um, you know, I don't say thank you, God. I say thank you, George. And
1: Your daughter does, too. Um,
2: my daughter does, too. She'll look up at the sky and go, thank you, George.
1: <laughs> or tell you, you I, know, that George has, like, something to, to talk to you about.
2: I have I have this all-encompassing view of what George is. I mean, and, and yes, I channeled my second book, and, the, almost the whole thing, and yes, we had multiple conversations, and I argue with George all the time. Um, but I can't have this this closed off view as to what George is, and and George has come through as older brothers and sisters. I think they explained it once: old, we're older brothers and sisters. So maybe it's a, a futuristic, energetic. Um, I, I'm, you know, but George has a lot of different faces, and I think that. So you when you I, just when don't I say, want to put
1: George in a pigeonhole.
2: I can't. I can't because there's no – George can't be pigeonholed. So it's just George. And, you know, um, ask me who George is. I say George's source, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, and George's levels of source. Um, But my understanding of lots asking of to George and when George comes – Lots of different flavors. Source. Different attitudes. Uh, but George is always me source, and source is George, and that's that, and I try now to not channel George, I try to live George, and that's, that's my reality now, is that I want to live, exist as a blended being, so that, you know, I, I live the truth of the fact that I am source manifested into a physical representation of source, and I want to live that way, so that's that's my goal: is to to be George, not That's to channel beautiful. George, but to be George.
4: Yes, I love that. Call me. It, I think so many be George times, Yeah, there's <laughs> the the disconnection of um of you know channeling or, or connecting with the other realms when it is when it comes down to it, it's really just you. But then it's not. I mean, it's a paradoxical thing. But the thing is, the only reason why it's right. important to tune in and tap in and learn from these other realms is to integrate it into your physical everyday existence. And, um, and I think that that's probably the the biggest thing that's happened Absolutely. for me.
2: Absolutely, and that I mean, it's completely. Per-
4: oh.
1: Uh oh, didn't went away. Is
4: she
2: is she there?
1: But I've I, she does that sometimes. She's way in the mountains in oh, I, no, Canada. I'm here. Oh hi.
2: Yeah, no, I hi. came back.
1: A... Well, no, you went away for a minute.
2: I'm here. She was hanging out with. I'm here. She's she's in Georgia. I think that um, it no matter what stage you're at, it's it's cool and it's fun. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: Yeah, the and it, journey of exploration.
1: It was one of the first things that I heard from Bashar and was one of the reasons that I heard so many more things from Bashar was I heard the their bit, you know, somebody said, okay, so you're an alien and, and, and you know, tell us about who you are. And and Bashar's like, look, well, it doesn't really matter, does it? Um, that's who we present ourselves as, but it doesn't it doesn't really matter. You can just think or Daryl will say, you can just think it's my imagination or or Bashar will think say it could just be, you know, whatever. But if the information's useful, what does it matter? Exactly. Who cares where it came from? George. Yeah. George did it. (laughs) And uh see there we've been talking about George and you went away. And now you're back again. I was just (laughs) I had the little big red there's a problem with this call. Everything. George. Calm down, George.
2: George. George. Oh, George. Um and and I get like the funniest physical representations of like of that. I mean, and I I never found um George George Car- Carmen is that his name? Carlin. Rick. Carlin. George Carlin, George Carlin. either until after wrote my second book. My second book is really where all that stuff came through, and I really evolved from, okay, I don't get why y'all are fighting over the different religions because I've studied them, and they're all the same, they're all saying the same, to, are you kidding me? Like, And that's the energetic that came through in the second book. It was almost... The first book I was like, okay, this is not healthy for us as a, as a society, as a race of beings. What we're doing now is not going to further our evolution to the second book where everything was funny. Everything was just hilarious. I was like, wow, people are standing in line for 24 hours to get a needle in their arm for an injection yes. against a virus that's going to go away in a few days anyways. I, I, everything was funny. I couldn't take anything seriously, and 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 I think that was that was probably the biggest wake up call for me. And that was that was right after that book that I I found George Carlin and his comedy, and I was like, oh George, you know.
1: <laughs> and, and 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 now we both kind of follow George uh, Takai on Facebook, and I'll post stuff from him all the time. But oh George, and I know yeah. you're laughing up there when you see it, Gene.
2: And I do it too because it's, it's to me, it's the same, it's the same energetic. It's taking that look at, at the stuff, like Mama Web would say, it's shenanigans, calling shenanigans on the stuff that just doesn't work anymore. But rather than getting angry with it and trying to fix it and wrestle it and, and you know, force the square peg into the round hole because it should be round, um, it's just pointing at it and going, <laughs> Look what they're doing now. <laughs> really? Um, Shenanigans. And, and I think that's 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 the next step sort of thing. And I think that's what we have to do because that's fun, I guess.
1: Well, you got to lighten up a little bit. Everybody would do well to lighten up a little bit because there's just really nothing that serious going on. Nothing worth getting worried about going on, to be sure.
4: Well, and if we do lighten up, there's definitely nothing to worry about going
2: on.
1: See, it's... It's that whole, well, I'll believe it when I see it. No. Again, earth, backwards, backwards. Backwards, you'll
2: see it
4: when Turn you it believe it. Around. Turn it around. Believing uh, is seeing. You create
2: whatever you believe. Yes, it's not seeing is believing. It's the other way. Yeah. Duality. And people forget. You know, they forget that there's that paradox. Um, And once they clue in to the paradox, then it becomes easier to swallow. I think. Yeah. And, and
1: the power of paradise. I mean, we
2: get, well, yeah, we get so frustrated with there's all this evil going on and these bad things are happening. and then, But then I have to remind people that, again, you opted to come do this physical thing. You can't do this physical thing that we're doing right now. You can't do that without the duality. You can't do it without the opposites. This physical... Physicality, this manifestation, this reality that we're playing in and exploring and learning from and, and all that stuff, if you want to call it learning, but I would say playing in more than learning. Um But experiencing you know, you, you can't experiencing, yeah, that thing that we're experiencing, we cannot exist without the duality. So why get mad at the very thing that makes this such a vivid and exciting adventure. Why are Absolutely. you gonna get mad at that thing? Right. Do you get mad at the actor this, in the movie who plays the bad guy?
1: Or this roller coaster has it goes too fast. Slow this down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't- it's too high the steel is, the, the hill is too steep don't get on the freaking roller coaster you know what i mean like it's just one of those things to me that if we could get everybody to just recognize that they'd have a lot more fun with it well
4: and, and what i've experienced you know as we've kind of been talking earlier is it's whatever is going on outside it's like okay how am I generating that and like what in me can I shift so that that'll just shift you know so that I can shift to reality so that that's will neutralize it in myself so that that reality then reflects in the world around me and it's fun because at least now with this, with this heightened awareness of the energy it can instantly shift it's like okay shift the belief boom shift it in my reality you know
1: Oh, it is getting quick. Breathtaking. Fun. Absolutely. Fun, fun. So. Absolutely. I was not, um, surprised, I suppose, when I, the the first hints of Bashar that I saw when I was uh, looking at your work and seeing your various pages on Facebook, uh, Mm um, was a picture of the holotope. And I was like, oh, well, see, now that makes sense now. Um. Because you have a a specific area of interest that uh that you would share with Bashar, I suppose you could say it would be something they would be interested in his people um, for the, for those that don 't know uh or weren't here when Daryl was on our show uh, Daryl is a Sasani uh from eh Sasani, and the Sasani are a he, he would refer to them as a hybrid race. Yes. Could, uh, let me let you expand a little bit on hybrid race and some of the things that that entails.
4: Okay. Um, this is – I always love this. <laughs> um, so there are five hybrid races, and what hybrids are – is a combination of human and extraterrestrial, which would be zeta reticuli or gray. So just the classic big-headed, big-eyed kind of alien that you've seen around, that would be the gray. And um, so it was a mixing of those two genetic materials to create hybrid civilization. And um, how zeta reticuli, like why they're even doing it, is they're a parallel reality human. And so they're us in a different dimension. And so they actually went on a negative timeline to where they destroyed their planet and genetically modified themselves out of reproduction. So they, they're going, okay, we totally screwed up. Let's go back to where things, didn't, things weren't quite screwed up yet, where, like, we got to choose, where we were right about to start genetically mo- modifying ourselves and, and, you know, going on this kind of negative path. Let's get, let's get it right there, and let's work with them and co-create to create these hybrid civilizations. So they started what we know as the abduction program, but it's more so the hybridization program. And so, and the um, joint,
1: jointly agreed on,
4: jointly agreed
1: on program, yes.
4: And it's and it's actually the, gray, the these name, Zeteticoid, actually. Um, take us up to the ships voluntarily on a soul level, um, actually do that um, by being, they're actually our parallel reality self. So we have a simultaneous incarnation as them. So it's literally us taking ourselves. And when we see them and, and people, that get very terrified of, baby's these experiences. It's because they're looking at literally a mirror of the most, of kind of the, the most negative, um, path that is possible that they, that they could go on. So they're looking at their own, um, their own kind of destruction as well as they're looking at this being who is not attached to time, um, who's interdimensional, who's a different frequency to where they're going, Oh my gosh, everything that I believe my, is, is thrown, thrown to pieces and my ego mm-hmm. is freaking out. And so that's a lot of the reason why why so much of the terror. Um, But it's a it's an incredible and beautiful like co-creation because they them through this program through this hybridization program, which um, according to Bashar is 27 to 47 percent of the population. So that's really high. um, It's helping our awakening process. So it it was a it was a critical piece. To this december twenty first puzzle was this um, program that's been happening over the past hundred years or so <sighs> and um and one of the things that they do is they take genetic lines of um, certain DNA that they want to help create these different civilizations, and so it'll be say my grandma to my dad to me, and over those generations they actually step up the frequency. Slightly genetically modifying our DNA so that each generation gets a bit brighter, like a bit more light, a bit more (coughs) psychic, a bit more in tune in a lake. And so that's what we're seeing as you know the indigo crystal kids, the rainbow kids that are more highly sensitized. That's been a gradual step up program. That's been um, part of the result, partly from the results of this program. So they're actually helping us um
1: in this awakening yeah because you can't it's 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 part of that terror that it, it, is your own inner negative belief structures coming up and you, you can't do that very often without some of them falling away and and then you don't have them to pass on to your children
4: exactly yes and um and 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 it's changing. I mean, by the time and part of part of it was that they had genetically modified themselves out of emotion, and so they didn't know any better. Like they're they're going, oh, I don't have any emotions like these humans, and I'm just going to do whatever I want. And they couldn't actually empathically feel that that wasn't appropriate with our belief systems and how we operate. And so it was that they were a bit more harsh in the um, first first round of the program, so my dad's generation and my grandma's generation. But by the time they got to me, they were, um, they, they had integrated that and they were much more cohesive and also um, us, by that time, that gener- our generation was a little bit more awakened to where they didn't have to be as harsh. We were more voluntarily going, oh, we know what this is for. All right, we can we can go with it.
1: Yeah, well, on the idea of some strange looking critter in a craft was not so alien. Right. The aliens yep. weren't so alien to the younger generation because well, I've been watching aliens on TV since I was little. They're funny. Yeah. They're in the cartoons. They're funny. I like them.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And um and people think that our programming, that our our media is I, some people think that our programming our media is an accident. <laughs>
1: some people think some people think that there's such a thing as an accident. <laughs> <Hello. No.
2: clears throat>
1: um
2: no I mean if you're gonna if if you're gonna sensitize a race of beings who I have to point out the obvious can't even get along with themselves yet um to the idea of in Interacting with an entirely different species from an entirely different um, dimension or universe, then it, a good way to do that would be to utilize their media and to desensitize them to this idea of of extraterrestrial life.
1: Yeah, right. you end up you end up with channeled television shows and movies and. Uh, yeah, even if it's not like every piece of dialogue necessarily is channeled, people—that's where inspiration comes from. That's what ins- imagination is: communication with your higher self. We've, we've mentioned that before, Yeah. five hundred times, and and,
2: <laughs> and or more.
1: And, and, okay, and um, so you know, things like Star Trek don't just come out of the blue. I think it was Einstein that said. Uh, I don't really invent these things. The ideas are out there. I just catch them.
4: Exactly, and and it's in. It's all held. All these memories are held in our subconscious and unconscious. And we know the greater, you know, plan, but especially um, in the, our higher self, knows why this is all happening. Um, but these, but the subconscious, and unconscious seep through. And um, is obviously reflected in our reality with things like Star Trek and how quickly we can integrate these concepts. Um, and, and Bashar always talks about how they always see how ready we are for contact and where we are as a civilization based on where we, what we create as our media, which is an expression of where we're at on like a soul level, on a personal level. So it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, uh, because Bashar says that, you know, what people all the time go, well, why don't you just land? I'm ready, and that to some extent, it's just not even the question of, you know, saying I'm ready or even being open to being ready. There's, to some extent, vibrationally, it's like trying to run a really fast running gear and a really slow running gear and just jam them together, like stripping the gears in a car or something, and Mm -hmm. uh, that's never pleasant. Probably right. for either side. And, uh,
3: yeah.
1: or as I know he said in channel one time, you know, would you want to land in the asylum if all the inmates were armed? <clears throat> but a little, little alien. Humor. And I
2: have to, okay. Could, I'm sorry. I have to address what's going on in the chat room. And I know it's kind of interrupting what we're talking about. I don't know. No, so think really. It's, and I'm going to actually utilize our, topic, our guests, um, Please. our guests to help me get a point across. Um, When I mentioned something about mainstream media, uh, the comment was made that um, much of what's on TV now is negative. And I have to argue the point that it's not. It's simply where you're choosing to put your attention as to whether or not you're seeing negative stuff in the media. I watch TV now all the time, and I see awesome stuff coming through mainstream media. I see it in the news. I see it even in commercials, like the point – the case in point, the beginning of the show where I talked about a commercial from the College of Pharmacists that was an anti-drug commercial. Um, I see stuff like that all the time. This is on mainstream TV by big networks. And I see it because I expect it, because I expect this evolution to be occurring. I expect people to be waking up. I expect them to be stepping into their own and becoming fully conscious and fully aware. And I expect them to be expressing that in the media because that's how we express Our inner selves is through our multimedia. Well,
1: I I know Bashar has said it in a similar way, but I was just about to type into the chat room, but we're talking, so I guess I can backspace that off and just say it. Abraham has said, like, I can't count, that a really good way to start the day or a good mantra or a good whatever it would be, today, it is my dominant intent to see what it is that I'm looking for, because that's really all you ever see anyway, but that that make your dominant intent today i'm going to see what I'm looking for and and to a large extent, if not the entire extent, that's what you're going to see I mean there is such a thing as a mass consciousness and this and that and the other, but in the mass consciousness, you don't have to look at certain parts of it. you really literally can change the channel
4: and yeah
1: and it's in you have to change the frequency that your receiver is set at so that a different frequency is what you receive and and I, it sounds man i used to hate it once upon a time when people would say that you know because it didn't seem that simple
3: right. but it
1: is that simple it doesn't i doesn't necessarily mean that easy but that simple it is that simple and it is much easier now um than it once was to just drop those things,
4: and they, and it goes back to believing is seeing, and and then which is one thing, and so it's like what do you believe, and then that's what's going to be shown outside, and yet we're still on. I mean, like we said earlier, yes, the path has kind of all the options of different vibrations have kind of gone away, and it's more clearly like a straight path of what you can experience, but we're still going to perceive these other things and and the more light you get the more dark you're going to perceive as well and so then it's just the discernment it's going who am I what do I want to experience what do I believe and then choosing the things that are in alignment with that and if you see something that isn't to go hey that's not me that's not mine that has nothing to do with me I'm going to continue going on if you're polarized by it you know of course you need to look into that and see why you're triggered and neutralize it but otherwise it's like you don't, well, you don't have, to, have to go with
1: it. And you don't have to start with your biggest trigger. No. Um, start
2: start not where not you and, can and, handle.
1: But it... You know, Bashar would say, you can't really truly have... say you have freedom of choice unless you're aware of the options, aware of the choices. Exactly. Uh, because you can't choose something that you're unaware of. And... um having a choice about. So, uh, or uh, Elohim that Veronica Torres channels would say, you know, increased awareness means increased awareness, increased awareness of light, increased awareness of dark. It's, you know, you used to be in your awareness were a hundred things, but you found you could really only focus on and fiddle with 10 of them. Well, now your awareness has like a 1,000 things, but you can still really only focus on and fiddle with 10 of them, so you don't have to worry about the other 990.
4: Just don't look. And if you're at that point of perceiving that many, then you're probably at the ability to choose what your energy is and be aware of what your energy preference is to then say yes or no and have that discernment. And, And I've seen... Some of, um, I mean, I, I personally don't watch TV, but if there was something compelling, I would absolutely watch it. I'm not against it yeah. at
1: all. Um, yeah, I don't avoid it like I once did. No. I, I don't no. necessarily watch it all the time anymore either, but it, it, there was a time when I thought, I don't want to watch that, you know.
2: Oh, and, I avoided it like the plague forever. Yeah. Yeah, I was, would. There was uh, there was one thing that I would watch, and that was the only thing that I would watch in a TV box, and that was put the movie in the DVD player and watch that, and that is the only thing that I would watch. Because and,
1: and often those I refuse to acknowledge
2: the, the news, and and yeah, but I used and then to I I discovered, focus. I discovered through the use of this show, I think, and through the work that I do. Um, And interacting with people, I discovered that the more faith you have in humanity as a whole, the more they prove you right, because that's the way it works. I mean, it is all an expression of your inner being anyways, right? So, you know, I, I realized that, well, I've been avoiding the TV because I expect the news to be crap, I expect the programming to be crap, I expect it to all be negative but if I want the world to be a better place, and if I'm going to say that I expect the world to be a better place because human beings are awesome then I should also expect them to create mainstream media that is awesome Yes. and, so to, and to help to
4: look for create it. that, which you are right. through the this, through this show if, if, it, if you don't really like what's out there Go create something new. You, I yeah. mean, and that's and that's part of the proactive action of, you know, you can of course meditate and do all these things hypothetically, but I mean, to take physical action to create the world and the positivity and that that kind of spirit that you'd like to see in your reality is an actual physical act, and I think that that's um, one of the big things, at least for me specifically this year, is, is I have to actually create that you know, myself. In an exciting way, just taking action and actually physicalizing
1: it. Right, and and, and in the ways that are exciting to you. And mm-hmm. uh you know, I've known this guest for for a while and she's been in the, the uh the healthcare or as I sometimes refer to it, the sick care system. Uh mm-hmm. and she got sick of it because she could see that it was hypocritical and not really getting the job done and um uh, And now she's finding people that are working in that same way. They're healing and assisting people with physical ailments, uh, but that are doing so in a conscious manner. And, you know, I would just say keep hanging out with really, really cool people like our guests. And Jean, (laughs) she's really cool. And um, I'm a little cool. And um, and just keep...
4: You're very cool.
1: If you're going to... You know, get up. If you're going to, at the end of every day, if you're going to make an inventory every day and 99 really sucky things happened and one good thing, then the only thing you get to write down on your inventory list is the one good thing. Because you don't have to carry those 99 anymore. You just leave them right there. And pretty soon, there'll be 10 cool things on your list, and pretty soon, there'll be a lot. There may never be 100 out of 100, I don't know. Because I don't know that anyone has ever found an end to the expansion that's possible. So therefore, you can't ever quite get there. What's getting there about? It's always half the distance to the goal or some something. Um, and But just keep going in that way, and, and everything around you will start to reflect that. And uh, uh, it's the... It's the the new deal, and I think you're seeing a lot of the changes that you're seeing in, in your life because you're doing that, because you're allowing yourself to follow your passion but follow it in a conscious way instead of a, well, this is how I was taught and this is the way it is. You're being able to bring your own consciousness and your own heart into the work, and uh, uh, just keep doing that.
3: Yeah and
1: and don't focus on the yeah but that one cobweb is still in the corner just
3: don't <laughs> just
1: get off of it for a minute you know and 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 let it be and you know cuz gosh i've cleaned you know 100 cobwebs out of my house and there's that one uh i'll sweep it up tomorrow it's no big deal
2: Wow. Yeah. So spiders do still need a home. Just saying.
1: Right? <clears throat> Can't just run them but, off.
2: Well, I mean, you definitely have to work through,
4: or I mean, acknowledge, accept, look at, you know, redefine the the spiders, you know, so that they can they can actually disappear. And I think one one of the most helpful tools that I've come upon is. The idea of, of course, law of attraction, but the idea of law of repulsion, um, which goes hand in hand with that. And the idea that you are your energy and you have to let go of those things that want to get away so that there's enough room for the things that want to come in to come be with you. And so that's been really helpful.
1: It's less that you have to attract things. The things that are a match to your higher self are just Beaten down the door, <laughs> but yeah. we got really good doors we've built over time, and uh had passed down to us from others, and you know really good doors and It's just mm-hmm. you don't have to create any love, you just have to remove the barriers in your between you and it you yes. and 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 anymore, I find you don't have to work at that so hard if you just go down that my passion, my interest, my excitement is that way the stuff will just naturally come up and fall away and that like trying to process all your stuff is like forcing it or something and that's why it's such a pain in the arse
2: processing it's so last dimension
1: yes (laughs) yes
4: so other worlds
2: other reality this this has
1: just been terrific fun and we've barely scratched the surface on really all the things. That Indeed, you do. we're gonna have to have her back.
2: But, yeah. I want to know about this flying on this guy's hands and and yoga and stuff because that looked cool. Yeah, but, yeah, many more questions what, and more conversations doing? to be had. What's
1: she doing flying on this guy's hands? And I said, I think we call it yoga. <laughs> yoga? That's not the yoga that I know.
4: It's called acro yoga.
1: And I said, well, it's yoga because the yoga. Yogini people in my life all have pictures like that.
4: <laughs> That's cool. Yes. Absolutely. That was uh Acro Yoga at the top of um uh mountain in Sedona. Very fun. Just great playing around. Location,
1: great location too, yeah. Yeah. Um So, Gene, we have we have people.
2: Oh crap, wait.
1: Oh, crap, wait. Um, well, we, we've oh, reached that time again. We make 90 we minutes though, so fast around here. We're just cool at it
3: making that whole watch. time
1: to be flexible thing. Um, mm-hmm. let's because let's I know that next calendar. Tuesday, a week from tonight, Robert Miller's coming. And we're going to look at what the stars are doing and that sort of thing. But this Thursday, we have
2: uh, music. getting there. I'm getting there. Peace, Senior. Ah, yes. Oh. Wait, no. Wait. Ah, yes. Musician.
1: Yes. We had an artist today. Well, we have everybody is so many things. We just know such awesome people, find such awesome we do. people. Because
2: <laughs> well, the world is full of them, you see. I know. So Yeah. Our worlds are full of these kinds of people.
1: And we just we, like we've to got, point that um, out to you. A friend of mine infinite uh,
2: possibilities uh, for guests from now till the end of time.
1: Right. A friend of mine sent me an email the other day said, You rock and I said I said, no, you rock. I just enjoy pointing it out.
4: Oh, <laughs> I like that.
1: And, that's uh, true. Well, that's the whole
2: point it. of the show.
1: We just, just, you just know
2: go, look how awesome they awesome are.
1: Enough. Look at them. They're awesome. Yeah. A little weird, but yeah. awesome. <clears throat> yeah. But that's all right. I, I had cornered the market on weird. I still have some stock in weird.
2: Well, because I tried that people suck thing for a while, and wow, it Really wasn't any fun. <laughs> yeah.
3: Because
2: I'm going to go with humans. Or, yeah, bad things happen to you when you walk around saying human beings suck. Because um, then they do things to you and, and things go wrong. So, yeah, I'm going to run with human beings are awesome. And then I get to see yeah. really awesome stuff. And when the sucking stuff happens, if it
1: happens or you happen to see it or run into it, just go, wow, that's weird. And then don't talk about it anymore. Um, Oh, wow. Cap just lost sound. No? No end of show yet? What? Um, I guess everybody just lost sound. It's weird. The new blog talk is doing even a little extra weirdness. Um, But we're still here. Um, And here I am telling them we're still here, and they're saying the sound cut out. How much sense is that making?
2: (laughs) <laughs> not so much. But, um, uh
1: but yeah, there's actually a video on my personal YouTube channel, not the Everyday Connection channel, but my personal YouTube channel that's a Abraham video, um where they're talking to somebody who's having problems with their house. And so they bought a new house to get away from the problems in their other house. Oh. And, that, and now their other house still hasn't sold and their new house is full of problems and oh my gosh. And Abraham actually says in that uh, in that bit don't ask don't ask the universe how bad can it get because we'll show you show just you. how creative you really can be and, <laughs> and you know it's, it's, how could there be Oh, there's lots more there's always more and um, and it's really true and and don't go hating on your soul because remember your soul your higher self as you wish to call it, it's just you uh, we've yes. got to quit making that division anymore. But um, you would rather have a, be- a negative-seeming experience than no experience. So don't just sit in the corner
2: because yep. some experience
1: yep. will show up. <laughs>
2: That's <laughs> true. And, and here, here's, a, here's a valid point, um, something that I noticed today in in just glancing at um, a post that one of my friends made. Um and acknowledging that their marriage and their relationship is still, like, chock full of drama and probably always will be. And it wasn't so long ago that I would point to that and go, oh, ew, how do you live that way, you know? Because, ew, all that drama, oh, I don't want your drama. Um, But now I have to acknowledge a, a valuable truth that I think that we should all Try to um, come to terms with is it's their drama, and you know what? People just love living that way because you got to admit for them it's exciting. And this whole experience is supposed to be about ventures and experience and excitement. So if that's their excitement, then let them be.
1: Yeah, some people like to jump off the sides of buildings with parachutes on.
2: Cool. Yeah, and that's cool.
1: So let them have all these other dramas.
2: yeah, and you can you can videotape it for them. You know, you can be the guy on the ground with the videotape camera, go and I'll tape that for you so that, you know, you'll always remember that you jumped off the side of the building with no or, parachute. so um, you can see how but, silly
1: it was or
3: whatever.
2: Right, but, but you don't have to go off the side of the building and jump off with them is the point. Yeah, so no. you can still be in their reality and share their experience. Um, with that participating in the experience. So keep that in mind. And, and keep in mind, too, you know, I'm not going to say I don't judge ever because I do. Oh, my goodness, I'm still human. So I'm still looking on that. But judgment is is participation.
1: Yeah, it's a mat- when you judge something, you match vibrations with it. The only way you can do it. Yeah. So when you judge something, you say, you know, judge not lest you be judged. What that means is you match vibrations when you do that. Because you have yeah, to focus so on if, it. And right, you focus so on something, you, say, you with it.
2: Well, as soon as you say to the universe, it's okay for me to judge something, then you're opening yourself to the same vibration that allows for others to judge you. And we all know we hate being judged. So um, think about that when you think about that statement, yeah. judge not lest you be judged. Well, if I judge, then I'm saying it's okay to judge, which Someone, means I'm going to be judged. And that some, sucks.
1: Some so, have called it, it's easy to be the monk in the monastery, the trick is to be the monkey yeah. in the marketplace. Maintain your right. vibration with chaos going on around.
2: And I'm still learning to do that. Yeah, still learning to do that.
1: And when I um. when I fall down, I back out of the chaos a little bit. Or as Abraham says, yeah, I go there's, general.
2: <laughs> there's people still that rub me really way, um, way the wrong way. Rather than be snotty to them, I opt to just not be around them. Yeah. Um, Until I can get to the point where they don't rub me the wrong way.
1: Or until I can get a handle on why it is they they rub rub me me the wrong way. way.
2: Yeah, exactly. um, So, uh,
1: you know, not saying that there isn't something there that you can look at and work on or whatever, but it doesn't have to be that, you know, or sometimes you should, if you're reaching over and grabbing somebody by the shoulders and shaking them so they'll wake up. You're usually reaching across something in your own lap that you refuse to look at. So look that and look at that. And uh you'll be busy enough. So anyway, we've run over a few minutes, but we like to do that because clocks, time, what? <laughs> uh, and uh but we appreciate y'all staying with us and um uh and it is. It it can be very tough when you your awareness amps up, and you're empathic to people to hold your energy. But um, but do that. Close your eyes. And take, a, take a deep breath. You'll be amazed what that can do for you in today's energy.
4: Yeah, and not participating and, yeah. you know, not choosing to be a part of, of that.
1: Right. Just, yeah. you know, Wow, that must be exciting. <laughs> Ooh. <clears throat> and it's almost like. Have fun
2: like, with that. <laughs>
1: It's almost like glad glad y'all are doing that, so I don't have to. I'll read the book. Later. I'll read the it book awesome later. That's
2: exactly
3: <laughs> and it.
1: you really can, because 'cause it'll be right there in the Akash. You just have a look. And uh <laughs> So anyway, uh, thanks for hanging with us a little extra and uh, and keep coming. Keep chasing your passion, really. It all gets easier. Um and um And if it doesn't seem that way today, just focus on your passion. Don't look. Put blinders on. But just remember you put them on so you can take them back off. We we did that whole forgetting about the blinders thing once. It was fun adventure. Right. Anyway, uh, Miriam Shamas, Thursday night.
2: Yes. With some cool music, cool tunes. Some cool music and cool tunes and a cool story, no doubt. And then next week, because... I know you Christians are out there and you're waiting on pins and needles because you want to know what's going on. Um, Robert Miller's coming with a really unique glimpse at um, what's going on with this whole pulp thing. He's consulting stars because we can do that. And uh, he's going to come and answer some questions because about following
1: that saga. And- why? In yeah,
2: why did the Pope choose the the day that he did choose to step down and the words that he chose, um, the day, that the he hour, chose to the speak? <laughs> yeah, the, the days, the hour, um, the word, and the phrases that he chose to use, they all mean something. So we're going to talk about what that is. That'll be fun. And it'll be fun.
1: So we hope to see you Thursday night. But until then.
2: To yourself to our mother, and to each other. Stay connected.
1: Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? no problem subscribe to our show on itunes by searching for everyday connection radio subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection